So this is the magic of applying for a tag like this. When you draw it, it's just magical. I can remember riding out at night on my horse, and you'd see the, you know, I mean, it's so beautiful because you're in the bottom of a canyon, and elk are screaming the whole ride out. It, it just, I mean, you just can't soak it in enough, wow. you know. Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Maybe you needed some advice or a new challenge. This podcast will be for you. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. And I keep saying this, but it is a new Bone Cave. It's pretty nice. Um, uh, the paint color is my favorite part. The new and improved. And, uh, yeah, as More I'm looking civilized. around. But we're going to have doll sheep, doll sheep, giant goat, giant deer, giant deer. And then um, I am going to put um, some heads up here. Um, I'm going to put moose, moose. Oh, yeah. Because um, I'm going to put the moose. Either that or I'm going to frame in the green screen with the moose. But both the moose, uh, my, moose heads are coming my, back uh, here. lions in. Um, yeah, you they should. cool in here. Um, out we'll front, see. up above where they can't get lit. I know right where to put them if you're ready for them. That would be cool because that one's a giant lion. Mm-hmm. A giant. Uh, he's a book lion. It's a big, wow. and, big bugger. And, and, and the front of this, just so everybody knows, if you're in Spearfish, South Dakota, stop in. We'd love to see you. We're at um, address blah, 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 right by Walmart. Okay, I don't know it. What is it? Can it's we... on First Avenue. It's on First <laughs> Nobody knows it in here. That's funny. We're on I didn't First even know Avenue. This was it's First Avenue. pretty new. Yeah, yeah, it is First Avenue. It's it's if you go to the Hampton and the Quality Inn and go into their parking lot and then just go right through, there's a strip mall right next to uh, Walmart. We're, and we're, in we're right across the street from Yesway, the the gas station convenience store by Walmart Fairmont Inn or whatever that yeah, is. Fairfield the Fairfield Fairfield yeah. Inn so Quality Inn yep. Hampton Inn Fairfield Inn yep. and us yep. so anyway we're right there in a strip mall and uh, but you can always Google us our address is on there and uh, go to rollingbones.com and you is can it? find us so yeah it is <laughs> you know what I, I would I would add something about the Bone Cave too yeah I don't know if you want to mention this but we're kicking off a virtual bone cave that everybody can be a part of so yeah hashtag bone cave yep dude we forgot that on the last podcast I we can't do that anymore did mention it once okay well then <laughs> i screwed up hashtag bone cave so here's what i need you to do if you have and we'd love to use your content explain to what we're doing bleep well we are building on the website we're going to be building a virtual bone cave and then we're also going to be uh, featuring them in some of our print publications. But if you've got dead animals to send us, send us some information a little bit about it, the who, what, when, where, and why, if you want to. And uh, and then we are going to be putting a collection of those together each year. So we'll have the class of 2022, the class of 2023, and so on. But correct me if I'm wrong, but if they go and just tag hashtag um, Bone Cave 22 or hashtag Bone Cave, okay, on their social media, we will be monitoring that hashtag. So we can go to that hashtag, we can see it, and we will take your, let's say you have an epic picture, you're in um, the Northwest Territories. You have an epic picture of you standing with this giant vista. Hashtag Bone Cave 2022. And if we use your stuff, we will DM you and uh, um, we'll send you something. 
Yep, I was getting to that, but oh, thank I'm sorry. you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You did it. No, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. No, so, you go ahead. So we're going to uh, we're going to be making a big collection of these uh, of these things, and then uh, uh, we might eventually actually um, uh, take some of the photos and some of those things, and and take the the best ones, and then print them off and frame them, and maybe put them up here in the shop here, uh, and you can be part of the Bone Cave as well. And then uh, we'll be inducting the the best of the best into the Hall of Fame each year. So we'll have our induction ceremony. So stay tuned for a podcast when we do that. And uh, you can contribute and have your stuff hanging in the Bone Cave and in our virtual Bone Cave. The other thing is I want to mention, not that we're making this all about the Bone Cave, but we might as well. If you're coming through Spearfish and you know it and you're a member of ours, okay, and we do your applications, we help you with your travel adventure, you use our resource, service access, value, education to better your hunting experience and your outdoor experience, please call 1-605-644-8000, Lindley would like you to call in, ask for Brennan, tell him you're coming in, if you would like to schedule a time, we would like to receive you the right way. Um, Lindley's going to have a board. She uh, had it designed today. She worked with a, a somebody. Um, and they're going to have a, uh, um, a welcome to the Bone Cave, um, to our office. So we would love to know when you're coming in. Schedule a time. We'll give you a tour. We'll spend some time with you. We'll make sure uh, somebody here is available to spend some time and talk to you. And we'll welcome you in with your name at the front. So you can, we will say welcome member Brad Dana, happy to have Bob you. Bob from California, and, and we'll, Ryan from California, yeah. The, yeah. The California, Bob, Ryan. This is this is your location, not ours. Stopped. We're here to serve yeah. you, and without you, we don't exist. So come on in, see your office, see your bone cave, and let's get to know each other. Yep. I think we, we had the California guys in today. Today. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Yep. And uh, and stop in, and uh, every member, when you stop in, we'll have a free gift for you. So, yeah, they'll be awesome. Well, anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. I'm Brian Maiman, along with the great Brad Dana, Bleep, Brian Leslie, and uh, just three of us today. Not that it's just the three of us, but we're going to talk about archery hunting. Two days, um, and we are off and running in the state of South Dakota. Yeah, which is actually today for podcast listeners. It's 96 yep, degrees that's right. in Spearfish, yeah. yep. opening of archery elk season. <laughs> September 1st. Oh, yeah, this is going to drop September 1st, Thursday morning. Absolutely will. And I have, and as of September first at sunup, I have an active tag to shoot your a, any first tag in the Black Hills, isn't it? For our, our, our dude. Our so my first Western hunt, my first Western hunt, um, I was a part of um, Narrow Gauge Bow Hunters Association in Northern Wisconsin, um, and we like Narrow Gauge Railroad or something. Yep, that's why I was called. And there was a Narrow oh, Gauge. That's cool. There was a Narrow Gauge Bar there. It's called the Narrow Gauge. And uh, we had a bow hunters club there, and it was in Siren. Um, no, I'll, I'll think of so it. So what was maybe. the narrow gauge rail, railroad there for? What was it uh, Years ago. It was hall, uh, no, timber? Timber, of course. Yeah. Yep, timber. Um, yep, timber. And why did they have a narrow gauge one? That's usually, isn't that usually for steep mountainous stuff? It's for tight curves, you know. Yeah, if you and getting make, around lakes and stuff yeah. like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm... I, you think I'm a damn historian or something today? I don't know. Well, you're I'm just a part of the you. club. I'm just I'm just an observer here. I'm <laughs> we asking. were at the age where you shot bows and drank a lot. I actually watched a guy drink, drink so much while he's shooting a bow that he forgot which hand he had holding the bow back, and he let go of the wrong hand. <laughs> oh, and, uh, um, 
And Are you kidding me? It's one thing no. to be too drunk to fish, but when you're too drunk to <laughs> shoot a bow, you, you shouldn't be shooting a bow. That's a true story. I mean, what the heck? That's you might bad. catch a lure on your ear if you're too drunk to fish. Oh, for sure, but brother. But you might poke an eye out if you're too drunk to shoot a bow. I mean, that's a, is that a Wisconsin-Iowa uh, thing or what? Yeah, whatever. Um, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, so oh it was gosh. it was uh, um, between Serona. Actually, that was the name of the Bow Hunters Club was Serona Bow Hunters Club, and it was by the Narrow Gauge Bar, and that's where we met on Wednesday nights. Anyway, why are we doing this? That you were chasing rabbits. So here's what happened. So my first trip was to come out west. Was we all jumped in a pickup and came out here to the went to the flat top wilderness White River White White is it the White River flat top. Uh, what is it? The Flat Tops down flat in Colorado. Tops, yeah. White Rifle River. Meeker. White River National, National Forest. National Forest. Yeah. That's what yep. I was going to say. White yep. River National Forest. Went up out of Meeker. Um, went there. I went there three years and two years, three years in a row. Um, and uh, didn't know what I was doing, but I was chasing elk, bugling. I've called in. You were a young buck with a bow. I was a young buck with a bow. I called in more hunters than I did elk. But I was into elk every year, and it always kept that glimmer of hope going and i always wanted to kill a big old bull with my bow all i could think about as a kid growing up was archery hunting i just actually bought um i won the bid online for a hard cover with the soft uh, cover fred bear field notes oh, yeah. um so i got it getting oh, delivered yeah. this next week um and that was uh um a, paid, an investment paid a little for it Wow. So, so you hunt like you, your Honus you, Wagner baseball card right there. Yes. <laughs> so you've archery elk hunted three times. Um yeah. Three okay. Yep. So, and you you and three other friends came out from you were in Wisconsin at the time. Yep. Uh, uh, five other friends. Five other. So we took two trucks, three three six people. Six of you. Yep. So how did those how, what were, tell me about those expensive how were those? Pa- expensive uh, uh, camping trips. So there was there was six guys. Three I was never years. more scared in the wild in my entire life because I so you hunt the you, in the in the morning you hunt up because the thermals are pushing down. No, no. In the evenings no. In the mornings you get up high yep. so you can hunt down in the evenings because the thermals are pushing up. Right. Yep. So and I got topographical maps and I just boom I was off. Had my bow, had my day pack, and we packed up in set up a camp. Three things. Number one, I was never so hungry in my entire life. I was never so tired of drinking grape Kool-Aid with iodine pills, so I didn't get Giardia, which I ended up getting anyway. Um, you were going to eat your elk? Is that I, what you were, I was going to eat elk. Yeah. So sage hens, granola bars, and, um, and stupid uh, uh, oatmeal, goat meal or no meal. And I was never so hungry. One day I just stopped and shot trout in the stream. I don't even know if it was legal. But and I started a fire and ate those right there, um, and and finally after ruining two arrows, I was like, "This is stupid. I got a better idea." So I took a bunch of sticks and ran them up on the beach and uh, um, ate trout. Um, it was the worst damn hunt ever. But I was into elk. Never saw so much deadfall, nasty terrain. Came across a couple outfitted camps with hot with fires and firewood and wall tents and food and i was like dude why don't i get a guide i had no money though right um so yeah three three times three times there was so there was six twelve eighteen eighteen man years yep how many elk did you guys shoot um two two well so that's yep. that's pretty good actually yeah that's shot better two, than the national average shot two elk um 
and uh, in in the three year period. Well, I'm super excited. Had for you. one shot at a bull, gathering his cows and heading away, um, at about 35 yards, and and I had about eight seconds to get the shot, but I never got a broadside shot. You're so gonna love, love, love this. This is a good hunt. There's great elk. It's it's not over hunted, so it's not they're not super call shy. You know, it's not like going to a general unit in Wyoming where everybody gets pounded and they're quiet. So it's going to be a blast for you. Yeah. The problem for you is you love sheep hunting and it's kind of, they, they overlap. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I did this hunt with Dwight Gubrud and Carson cause he drew a tag. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a, it was a youth tag late season and it was just a cow, but we were up there basically doing the same thing. And you talk about call shy. I was like, ooh, we don't want to call too much. And he's like, but we'd call, and there'd be bugle. This was in October, and they'd just be screaming. And I'm like, what? And we got into elk every single day. We were, oh, man, I saw bulls. that were, I was like, oh. yeah. So this is the magic of applying for a tag like this. When you draw it, it's just magical, right? Because it's it's, it's basically I, public land, private land. Yeah, I mean, uh, this I, I was on the Wyoming side, but I can remember riding out at night on my horse, and it, and you'd see the you know, I mean, it's so beautiful because you're in the bottom of a canyon and elk are screaming the whole ride out. It, it just, I mean, you just can't soak it in mm. enough. Wow, you know. So just to get a little bit of a background, so is this this particular unit? Uh, that Brian's going on the elk hunt here right now. I mean, like today. Today. Or, yep. yep. Uh, is uh, you and Brian's not hunted this before? Have no. you hunted this before? No, I, not no, not not personally. Nope. Nope. And this is also one that Brad has a lot of experience in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So the two of you are going out just to make sure that everybody's up to speed on this situation. Yeah, yeah I think I'm actually not going to hunt the first day because I'm not going to screw. I might go out with uh, I might go out with Darren because he, he's hunted it and stuff. But I have no intention of really being out there because he Brad will be at work. I'm going to wait till Friday to start hunting because yeah. I'm not yeah. going to go screw something up. You know what I'm saying? You don't want and, and it's not yeah. that I don't know how to go up there and call, but what, you don't want to bugger anything out. It, so so this oh, this Labor Day weekend. So there's going to be a lot of people out, but not not, not where we're at. Um, Will it's we see other long. hunters? Yeah. You know, probably not. Uh, odds are no. I mean, it depends. You know, it depends on who draws the tag. You know, if. Well, I've heard a lot of people drawing the tag. Well, there's only so many tags. I mean, there's there's not that many. If, if people from Watertown and Chamberlain yeah, and they, Sioux Falls and Mitchell and Yankton, that they probably won't be hunting where we're going you know if, if a bunch of people from you know the locals that hunt here all the time yeah we might run into but it's okay there's plenty of there's plenty of country you know that that's kind of like when, when carson not, had yeah. it it was rifle season yeah. then too and when we got off the road three quarters of a mile yeah nobody yeah it's just it's not going to be a problem competition yeah. is not a problem this is unbelievable so much fun <laughs> and, and this is uh this is south dakota unit for folks that aren't familiar <laughs> yeah and and uh this is one that you were abs- weren't going to apply for. We talked about that. I had ten points, and and so Brad Before, goes. Brad well, goes. You're in the big pool, or the 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 odd the one. Yeah, what, you basically you? are in the pool with eighty percent minus whatever the landowners take. Landowners get half the tax. Right, and and I can I had the best odds now at drawing. Before, yeah, before ten years, you're not in that pool. Before ten years, it's just just almost. It's just a. I mean, it's a fluke if you draw. You can. 
your points are cubed. So you had 10 points. So you had, um, you know, 1,001 jelly beans in the jelly bean pool, right? Right. So, so that's what I had. And they were still low. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But there was, there was only one guy that drew out of thousands hmm. that applied with 10 points. You were it. I was it. Yeah. You were the one. <laughs> so yep. I, I, I'm – and the fun thing is is that owning that butcher shop and having been in Rolling Bones, you know, Mike Sneesby, um, uh, uh, Rogers, um, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Rogers. Rogers. You know, I have a lot of friends that I've known over the years too, and they're like – and they heard that I'd gotten the tag and texted me an email. Well, and see, called. like those guys both hunt – they apply for the Black Hills on the Wyoming side. I think they try to hunt uh, one of those units. And so, and they're both like, dude, yeah. you need one guy to call for you. You want to go up, you know, g- give me a shout, I'll go. And wow. you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of local hardcore hunters that have yeah, they hunt. They there are you and Jason. Yeah, they hunt. They hunt it, the stuff. A is lot. this the Rogers the, are all all the brothers are out hunting. They have. Is this the same unit that Casavan hunted a few years ago nope. when that elk came nope, in right different. at him no nope. like from that, about that twenty was yards? Prairie unit that was on that was. That was that was unit nine in the prairie. That oh. was actually just honestly, that yeah. thing was just two miles from here. Two miles from here, that you oak was killed. It was you yeah, so okay? You know the big hill with the one house on the oh, back. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just just west of the airport and of the airport strip, was. literally three hundred yards from that no big house. No way. Yes, sir. Wow. No, that I, that's that was a great video that he got of yeah. that. I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But, we, but, you got to give it to Mark. Mark was always out. Yeah, his camera was on, and he was in in the woods. Yeah, he was you know ready. What I'm yep. So, so, so yeah, that'll, that'll, I'm super excited for it. It'll be really fun. Yeah, it's an archery hunt. So, um, which you know what? Until the last three months, we didn't do a lot of archery podcasts, but we're going to continue to do more. I will tell you this: um, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm booking an archery, a couple archery antelope hunts. Because um, I want to do more of that, mm-hmm. and uh, um, but we should talk a little bit about that today. Because you, you've you've had your bow out, you're shooting. Yep. I'm shooting, and uh, um, I, I. That's my old. That's my elk hunting setup. Right that's your there. Hoyt. Yeah, that's my old Hoyt. Yeah. <coughs> well, I had bought a I bought a carbon uh, a Hoyt carbon bow a few years ago when we owned the dealership. Yep. And I had it all set up. It's super light. No, bow. Yeah, yeah, Bowtech, wasn't it? I'm sorry, Bowtech. Yeah. Yes, a carbon Bowtech. What did I say? Wait. Wait. Yeah, a carbon Bowtech. And um, and I'd set it up, tuned the stink out of it, Darren and I did, and it shot super well, and it's shooting super well. Super light little bow. Yeah, you bought this. You bought the. I actually custom ordered it in. Yeah. I called Bowtech and said, this is what I'm looking for. And they said, ooh, we don't make that anymore, but we'd be happy to build that and send it your way if you want to have one. And I right. said, let's do it. And so that's that's how I even got that bow. Right. Because it has the speed cams on it. Yeah, that's right. And it is a flat-shooting little sucker. Right, right. But it's – I would rather have a longer axle-to-axle yeah, bow. It's a tiny little – you bought it for humping in the mountains. I did. I, You know, I did. Thought. That was my thought. And now that I have it – you know, it's 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 super finicky left to right and the torque, bow torque on those short, you know, axle axle. You, you don't bows. love this bow. No, I'm going to kill an elk. I'm going to kill an elk, an elk this year. I'm, I'm super proficient with it right now, and I'm happy. I got a tune. Shooting, shooting carbon broad. expresses. Yep, shooting carbon express. You're shooting. Uh, and you're shooting. Uh, which broadhead? Are you, uh, you know what? I'm going to end. I, I am going to do the. Two? I'm going to no. I'm going to shoot the uh, Rex. The Rex. Yep, I'm going to shoot Rex. I am going to. Are you going to use the fixed blade? Or are you going to use the mechanical? They're both flying exactly the same right now. Are they really? Mm-hmm. So they're a good little broadhead, aren't they? Yeah. So which the, one are you going to use? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I think 
I think probably I'm I'm probably gonna kill or shoot the uh, mechanical. Uh huh. I know everybody's against it, but I got to tell you, I I'm super comfortable with it. Well, you know, how far I, are you gonna call him into? Ten yards? Fifteen yards? You know Isn't what? That what you promised me. We've called him into two yards <laughs> and not been able to get a shot at him before. So who knows? Isn't that crazy? I know two it's crazy. Yards. I mean, you have them standing there looking at snot dripping, you know, and they're just – I mean, it's crazy. I, I've had so many young bulls come right up to my horse. And Patches, he just he just didn't – he was so – Just stood there. He was – yeah, I mean, I, it just yeah. – because we used to do a lot with our horseback. Yeah. And, and they'd just come up, and the horses give you a little cover. And they'll yeah. walk right yeah. up to the horse, you know. I mean, you could yeah. be – you know, they'd be – Small, you didn't want to shoot him. That would be a that would be a an awesome experience. Oh my, it's epically fun. So yeah, so I'm shooting a Botech carbon. Not to bring it back to that, a a Botech carbon. Yep. Um, and it's a it's it is a custom, um, because I called him and I wanted the speed cams that were on the speed bow that year, Mm -hmm. but I wanted it in the carbon, so they sent it to me, and then we tuned it up, and so it's kind of a one off of anything they had. And um, I'm shooting the Max Reds, Maxima Reds, um, Carbon Express, and I'm going to shoot a Rex Broadhead. And right now I have a um, I have a Rolling Bones white crested wrap, right, with white and red. My cock feather is a white uh, or red, and the other ones are white. So I have lots of white. At Trip, the end are you of, a triple fletch guy? I, I you know, yeah, I was going to try to four fletch these, but. Um, and sometimes I've been an offset fletch guy. I've messed around with all that. But these are just – I set these up really traditional. Um, so it's the, they're all crested. They're ready to go. So um, mine I put with three white fletching, and then I just did some – I just did – Well, you're using a – you're using a, um, a – uh, uh, oh, no, you have ACCs. No, no, the, my old bow, the, my old one are the 371 ACCs. These – what are these? These are uh, – Let me see them. These are the Spartan Black Eagles. These are a real good arrow. Yeah, you know what? So, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We still have some of these left. So, um, yeah, you have the Braille, you have the Braille knock. So, you, you mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing, you know, you got to feel for the little, uh, the, the little tabs. Piece, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I, my next ones, I won't do all white fletching. I'll probably put a different colored cock feather. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, well, you know what though, white is good because you can see your blood, and uh, um, so so yeah, I'm pretty excited. I got it all set up. I did go get a new spot hog, and I really like the spot hog. There's a lot about it. I don't like the pin placement. Yours is vertical. Too, they're isn't they're it? vertical. Yeah, I don't all like three that at all. And it, and it's tough, but I will tell you this: it's vertical, um, adjustable. So I really probably will only use the one because I right now I got it zeroed at 20, 22 yards. I mean, I'm good. So you right? zeroed it at 20. Are you just going to run the slider for every? I'll probably just use it for everything. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. You know, unless Cause I, cause I, unless I, I range it and hit 30, then I know it's the second pin. Yeah. But 30 yards on an elk, I'm not too worried about. You know what I'm no, saying? No, both, both of your um, pins will be. I don't need to see the just, real sight. Pin you just pins. run your 20 high shoulder and your, your it, mid, mid lungs then. Exactly. <laughs> as long as my 30's in there. And it does have 40. So I'm almost like I'm okay with it because I'll probably run anything past it. I'll just, I'll, I'll you know, 
because yeah, uh, mine's a five pin slider. And I like your sin because it's horizontal. You can yeah. see through in between the too. pins. I like it better, um, but I've always used a spot hog, so I stayed with it because it fit on my extended rail. Yeah. So I have everything all set up. Yeah, and it's shooting really, really good, and I'm I'm excited about it. What I'm more excited about is not having to use anything past twenty yards because I'd really like to kill it. I, I really, in my mind, I'm like, I want to screaming bull at 15 20 yards losing his mind i'll probably lose mine and kill a 315 inch bull well um, the odds are that we won't it won't happen tonight or tomorrow this weekend because it'll be hot and it's the first weekend i was gonna this ask when, about the weather is this is usually factor. when they sneak in you know we'll probably we'll probably mostly just cow call and be quiet and soft and maybe we'll get crazy if we're bored and but the hyper hot stuff doesn't seem to. This is not a big weekend for that. Well, even okay. So if I have a bull come walking in at twenty yards, fifteen yards, I'm going to be content to whack one, or do you want the prototypical screaming and they're going crazy? <laughs> I, me, I have no problem. I'm I, wait. Let's call Elkin, yeah. man. Oh, you don't yeah, know. I don't know yet. It's hard to set. Set, uh, well, here's set what I don't want to do. I don't want to. I've never killed a good bull with my bow, right? I've never yeah. killed a bull with my bow. So what I don't want to do is I don't want to pass a 330 or a 320 because he came in quiet and then be down to the end of the last season going, dude, I couldn't get his shot because it was too thick on that 340. We chased him for five days. Somebody else killed him. He got blown out of the country. So from about so the ninth till the last day of the season, they're crazy. Right, they're just going crazy. Well, then I won't start hunting until after Noah's wedding. We'll just no, 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 no. We are gonna hunt this weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I just—it's yeah, so much fun. They're just—they're yeah. just going crazy. Your satellite bulls running you over. I mean, there's just—you'll have—we'll have good satellite bulls. We'll have three hundred inch satellite bulls coming in. I oh, yeah. So I am dreaming of those days, yeah. and I'm I'm excited about it. Um, and the other thing is, is yeah, I mean I've kind of cleared my schedule. I'm gonna do this, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt. So September. you're using the you got the carbon maxima, you got the rec broadhead, you got your carbon, your little carbon speed bow. Set I up. do. Yep. And I'm uh, um, I'm, I, I'm pretty set. We need to get you one of these. Uh, these slings are amazing. I do. I was looking at that. I'll probably yeah. I'll probably order one. Yeah. Um, what quiver? Because I I've always used a cat quiver out of my backpack. Yeah, that doesn't. That's not for this. Um. So I'm gonna. You want, do you though? I want to do an. Uh, you think I should put a, a quiver on? You know, you, Brian, you've shot a million freaking arrows, but I I I like to have. I want my arrows right on my bow, and I shoot. Here's how I do it. I practice. I have them. I have them loaded up. I'm used to shooting. I never take my. I try never. So I've to take never that shot off. with a quiver. I know you haven't, and I always do. Never. And I, I practice with it on. I mean, yeah. Does it tip your bow a little? But yeah, I, I don't I, know. For forty years, I've shot that way, and I want to be able. I don't want to have to worry about. Oh crap! I left my arrows back there. I mean, I just want it set up. I, this is not the all. I hate all my quivers that I have. I. None of these quivers are the ones you want because, as you can see, I even have this one zip tied. I don't like it, so they're so they, they this. Yeah, I probably will stay with my quiver because I'll just take my pack and never leave my pack. I'll stay I don't with like one. my. This is I don't like this. This is too long. My uh, stabilizer. That's I like that one better. I probably should. You know, I just I just have something just to hold my sling basically. Yeah, I I do like a longer stabilizer because I like a kickstand when I'm setting the bow down. It's the only reason I like it. But uh, um, 
but I don't use those little feet out in the woods. No, um, I mean you won't carry those the, around with you. No, they just don't, you know. So, but I'm, I'm. You definitely yeah, I got a vapor trail. I got a vapor trail. Uh, um, fall away rest, and uh, is yours, trail yours is limb driven? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, which one did I put on? I put that. I liked my rest. Um, I forgot what kind it was. We bought put that on a couple of years ago, and I haven't messed with it. But mine's limb driven too. My first big game animal was with a bow. I was 13, 14 years old, so uh, all I knew was archery growing up in Iowa. I never even had a shot, and not one time did I ever get a gun license to kill a deer um, through high school in Iowa. It was just always with a bow. I killed everything with a bow. Then I moved to Wisconsin. I killed my first buck with a 30-odd six uh, pump um, of my mm-hmm. buddies, and then I bought a 30-30 lever action, put a nice scope on it, and uh, um, I had a buddy that shot for the uh, – um, University of Nebraska. Oh my God, he's a Huskers fan. Lost his mind about the Huskers. Holy shit! What's well, a but tough anyway, year to be a Husker fan um, right now? Yeah, oh boy. His, his name yeah. was Paul. He knows Noel really well. Oh yeah. No, I think he was the best man in Noel's wedding. But anyway, um, he was a uh, on the shooting team for the Huskers, and he loaded me up some custom thirty thirty bullets and and uh, all kinds of them. And he he was the one that they said, no, you need this scope. We went right. and got it. It grouped really good. We yeah. had it zeroed out to 200 yards. But that was all I ever shot. And then and then I came out coyote hunting one time and went – or actually prairie dog hunting. And I bought a rifle to come out prairie dog hunting. Then I came back out and I was like, dude, I need to get in this game different. Yeah. And then and then I, I totally left – I didn't leave archery because I still uh, archery hunted. I've shot a lot of big games since I've been here, you know, deer and, and antelope um, with my bow. But rifle – took precedence and then i got bit by the sheep bug right so i haven't been doing a lot of archery hunting it'll be interesting to see if this uh, tweaks with your mind at all it could oh, this is this is the most addictive stuff this has been the most addictive hunt i've i i, I you know how crazy i was for, i know for so long i might lose my mind and go okay so i need to do a sheep hunt early august early and august then and september well, the being. problem is is these uh, tag like this it's just hard it's hard it's not an every year type of thing yeah it's hard get, to get this you know uh, colorado's great because they do have gobs of elk and uh, and you know we go down are there you, are you putting in for this unit every year yeah well yeah. it depends yeah, brad has more points than me and i drew above him so I'm cooler. It, it depends <laughs> i don't always put in though because like okay. last year i drew my sheep tag and I drew. I knew I drew my sheep tag yeah. earlier, so I I just you just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, and see, I so I think you know I have thirty two years of preference for the Southern Hills. That tag, that's a really good tag. Oh wow! So wow, um, that'll be a once in a life. That's a once in a lifetime yeah. hunt. That is a unless you draw a lottery tag, you could draw the lottery, but that's a once in a lifetime deal. Yeah. Um, but they've had trouble. the The population's down because we we do have some mountain lion problems. They they kill tons of elk. Mm-hmm. And they've they really do. hurt the population, but I think they're that that's recovering a little bit. But so your bow is really well tuned. You're going to shoot mechanical. Some people it, don't like that. Yeah, I know it, it's controversial, and and I'm not trying to be controversial. What don't I'm be trying controversial. What, what you mean? <laughs> Whatever. I, you yeah. shot you shot one arrow this morning. Kind of talk about that. Yeah. So right now, um, we talked about a little. Uh, I don't know if that podcast it was with uh, Greg Glessinger. Yeah, because he's getting ready too, and we talked about it, getting. It ready will be a on bit. in a couple of weeks. Okay, and so we talk about just going out and shooting one. So I've been shooting and shooting and shooting. The problem is, 
is, um, and by no means do I want to sound like an expert or pretentious in any way, shape, or form, but the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm not going to shoot groups at 20 yards because I'm going to bust arrows. Right. So then I was shooting a little bit of groups at 40 yards, but the problem was I busted two arrows. So most of the people think of you as a long-range shooter with the rifle because what's what we've done right. a ton and for shooting schools but and all that. I, I Coyote was, calling contest. So Quigley, <laughs> Quigley didn't have any use for a handgun, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but you've shot. You used to shoot competitively. competitively. You're a high level competitive archer, so you're not a schmuck. Well, I mean, you're kind. Of, you're a little bit of a schmuck, <laughs> but I mean, you're not a schmuck with a bow, right? Is so, that fair it, to yeah. say? So I do know my around, way around get a back bow. Out of that one. I, I've I've had a bow press in my basement since I was 19 years old. I made my first bow press with a um. I built it myself in actually at 17. I built it myself in shop class, and I used a uh, um, a boat winch um, oh. as a um, to put on pull, pull the bow right. down. Made a bow press, so I had a three strap bow press way back then. I was tuning bows since I've been 17 years old. I did shoot a, a lot of competitive right. archery, um, and then just out of college, I got obsessed with it, and that's all I did indoor outdoor. And uh, I had won a couple. Um, uh, pieces of recognition. However, you are right. Uh, so you're, you're just I'm so people comfortable. know, you're not a schmuck with a bow. Uh, with a bow, other things maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to say okay. you. Um, uh, so uh, any, anyway, um, so so uh, so your bow is really well tuned. My bow is really well tuned. It's not right going to be. It's mm -hmm. not going to be a, mm -mm. a Walmart or a big box mm -mm. store tune. Mm -mm. And okay, here's your bow. And no, no, no. Bow. My bow is shooting super well. So when I was, so I'm not shooting groups at 40 yards. Does right. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So yeah, but now totally. I'm but now I'm done shooting like crazy. Right. So I shoot three to four times a day right now. One arrow. I walk out and I'm blessed to live up on Crow Peak bench, basically, right. Um, right at the base of the mountain Crow Peak, um, about three-quarters of a mile from Brad. Yep. I walk out my front door. I grab my bow. I grab a arrow. I pull back, and I go through my my routine, Yep. my anchor yep. point, everything, get everything set. I send one arrow. That's mm -hmm. it. And even if it's a bad shot or it's a little bit off, I send one arrow. That's it. That, that's what I do. And then I come back. And uh, I'm going to do that four times a day. And this morning I walked out and I was an inch and a half low out of about a silver dollar at 61 yards. Mm -hmm. so that'll do. And so yep, if that was an elk, I have all the confidence in the world that he would have taken that arrow where he should, whatever I wanted. But, I mean, to. right now the, the, the technique of doing the one shot kind of replicates what you'll be doing out. Yeah, because you, you, you can't sit there and shoot a group and of try course. to work on your form yeah. when you got a screaming so, bull. But it's part mental, too. It's 100. No, it, it, yeah. Yes, 99.9% .9 mental archery is in 99%. It's just like long-range shooting. You, it, it's 99% mental. It's guys that don't come up with a good routine, and then they get inside their own head. Men are worse shots than women when first shot how to uh, taught how to shoot long range with a rifle, because they overthink it. Right. Yep. Totally. Hundred percent. So, that. do you? Uh, are you? Is your bow set up every arrow? Have you? Have you? Uh, yes. Have you set every arrow 100%. up with every broadhead and? A hundred percent. Well, no. Well, uh, yes and no. These these wrecks. These Rex mechanicals shoot exactly like field tips. So um, every I do have all f six of my arrows numbered. Yes. And all six of them shoot the same uh, way per number 
with the mechanical as they do my field tip. That's interesting. I didn't number these. I've always numbered them, and one was always my favorite arrow, and it shot no different than five. They so, all, so it's they interesting. They all were always set up exactly. All. I just number them one through six and shoot them. Yep. And then I put two red dots by the one that shoots the best that I like the best. Because <laughs> one is, one always gets numbered on mine as my so you number. shoot them and but, then you shoot but, them and then and then number your arrows based on how you they shoot and how you like yeah but they, uh, I will only shoot I will only hunt with arrows that they group perfect. no I understand yeah. that so I just number the arrows and then yeah. and then so yeah so you I, know I always I always have a strategy and then I number them because here's the other thing because during the course of a day. I will usually pull one arrow and I'll work my way down my quiver so I'm not grabbing the same arrow in and out of the quiver all day. Right. So uh, so I'm grabbing a different arrow when I stop to set up cuz I mean in the course of one day of elk hunting you might you might have 20 20 sets, right? Right. So we'll have to get this owner of Rex on a, bo- a podcast. Actually, I'll call him tomorrow. Um cuz I I have talked to him about his broadheads. Yeah. Um, and this is a, a younger company that's getting a lot of attention right now. But they have a mechanical. If you go to our website, you can check it out, rollingbones.com. We have put some archery gear up here. We're not carrying a bunch of archery, not going into the full archery line, I'll tell you that. We'll have broadheads and um, and releases and maybe quivers, okay. and that's it. Does that make sense? And that and that's a right. four-blade right. mechanical? Um, that No, that's a two-blade mechanical. It's three-pack, Okay. It's RBRX-1018. So your field points shoot the exact oh same my as your fixed Rex that's what and I was your mechanical. Ask. Yes. So they all three. So They're that's kind of sh- nice. So, well, so okay. No. When I, interesting. Say, when I say exact same, the three-blade Rex. So these are the Rex 100-grain XP um, uh, um, mechanical. Or, yeah, mechanical. Now here. This one, their three-blade Rex FXD is um, the one that is shooting the same, not the four-blade. But listen, so the three-blade, three-blade, three-blade. Yep, perfect. But when I say the same, it's mm, a half inch to an inch left. Not enough to mess with changing anything in any way shape or form 100 percent not from my perspective now right. some some micro guys would be like no i want him shooting the same hole you know darren would re- retune his whole bow seven right, right. times you right um i'm not going to retune because my, my old setup i have a seven pin sight that's before i went to the five pin slider mm-hmm. yeah so i'd have 20 through 80 yards and that was what i was good to and that's what i had so but the reason i changed to the sliding is for this game is i don't want seven pins to think about mm-hmm. no i know it's, yeah. it's actually yeah. much i much prefer 40, the five hundred then you just run 20 to 40 yeah 100 percent. because i don't you know because i know guys i could lose my shit you know what i'm saying a big bull comes screaming in he's 15 yards away he's standing behind this thing and he yeah, finally most gets of the time you just up. put the whole pin group on exactly. the chest and <laughs> let her whip baby it doesn't do matter because any yardage pin is killing this sucker right i i, I what i don't want to do is just pin stack i do want to have a small pin stack if i lose my mind and do it does that make sense right. so anyway um so yes these rexes are amazing, amazing little uh, critters right now. And so that's what I'm going to shoot. I'm, I'm committed to it, man. Well, I've never used – I've not I've not shot one animal with a mechanical, so it'll be fun to see. Really? That. So I've, I've shot everything with a mechanical, and it's like an axe going through it. 
See, I, that's funny because I've always, I always have used a cut-on contact from the old Chuck Adams Bible days. I use those old bear. I use those bear. And mine were always cut-on contact mechanicals. Yeah, the and ones I'd I sharpen use. those because I want my stuff sharp. Well, I used Thunderhead 100s before mechanicals. That's what I used. Jason has killed so much crap. With the Thunderheads. With his Thunderheads. Yeah. Exa- that's and all I think I, he's using and I like Muzzy you. or something now. So I, I use Thunderheads, and that's that's what I use, the Thunderhead 100s. And Easton used to have an amazing cut-on contact um, broadhead, too. And I don't remember what that was, but the problem was that one was harder to tune. It, it would it, it would it would float on you. Yeah, my Montex. Well, my Montex, that's what I used to use, you know, with Montex that. a G5, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they work good. And I bought But some. they're hard to sharpen. I, oh. I bet I have $400 worth of Yeah, they, they, you know, they didn't. They never came as sharp as I wanted them. These things are amazing. This Rex, I'm, I'm super happy with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, I, I have not shot the four. So you like your sight. You don't love your sight. Like you my sight, like your bow, but you don't even like it a lot. No, I'm going to set up a new. I'm going to set yeah. up a, right after a season. I'm going to go we'll set, set up a new bow. Set up, yeah, we will probably do. the The hard thing about a bow is different. You, it, it, there's a. We put a lot of time into getting them all set up. We do. And Bowtech's got a new technology with their tuning system. Um, right. And and I I really want to I really want to get one to tune it and see. Uh, my my favorite bow ever 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 was the Bowtech Boss. Yeah, I remember those. Yes, yep. we did a review on. We it. did. Absolutely. If you go to YouTube, you can go to YouTube. Yeah, that that was a nice bow. Holy smokes! And you wanted just the light one because it was so light. But I it, did. It that's like ask you're you're asking the tool to do too many jobs, really. Yeah, it really I mean, is. Carry another pound bow. For it's them. like getting too light of a rifle is what right. I figured out. It's yeah. like people go, "I want a super light little rifle." Then you get up and you can't handle a super light little rifle because yeah, the heavy You grab rifle. my bow and Actually. you're like, "Oh my gosh, this thing." Well, that's good. I've been shooting that, but I then know. I went and uh, grabbed some. Throw bows your on show. though i yeah. mean uh, jason's the one who got me hooked they don't even make the one that he has but man i'll go to shields this weekend and grab, grab one. Oh, i better not go this weekend yeah, you better i better go you you can use mine right now well this is gonna drop on thursday more yeah yeah, yeah we're hunting. i'll just click that on my boat yeah you just take yeah, it i'll take yours and we'll get so we'll get another one yeah for th- me. it does look super nice yeah it's well, I can't even remember what this is an NAP Apache. Oh, that's what it I is. I like NAP products. Yeah, see if there's NAP's, an NAP Apache available right now. I will. I'll go to Google. So, so yeah, so I'm like out of my mind right now. So, what I'm doing to back to that is I'm like tonight I'll shoot. Um, I'll shoot at 30 yards because my light covers tonight. So, I'll shoot in low light because um, I'll just turn on the yard lights and I'll shoot at 30. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, and then, Tomorrow morning, I won't shoot um, from my feet. Tomorrow morning, I'll shoot two arrows at 60, one sitting on my butt and one from my knees. Yeah, because um, odds are, I don't know how you're, you run it, but we, I'm, I, I've shot almost every elk from my knees. From your knees, mm-hmm. exactly. So um, what you say, NAP what? NAP Apache, it says. Jason's is older, man, but uh, they're, they're, they're the nicest thing for elk hunting. Well, even out, you know, I mean, Jason hunts the site. Oh, up, 90 up. days a year, you know, mm-hmm. and he, yeah. all these big deer, he mm-hmm. shoots all these yeah, big deer on the Yeah, he's a committed bow hunter. Would be, he's got the property to be. Yeah, yeah they're 20 bucks, man. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yep. I'll get one ordered. Yeah. But yeah, he's got he's got the property to do it. You know, and so do we. We, we, we could get a, um, I, I, 
Yeah, I've just had a hard time shooting a whitetail the last couple of years with my bow because, um, one, I'm picky, and, two, um, I'm rooting for the animal early in season. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, speaking of that, are you going to pass on a 330? No, that's my problem. I won't. And you know what? And I, I'm not – I mean, I'm fairly good at scoring things because I do spend a lot of time looking at animals and seeing. Like I had yours um, pretty close, um, that big bull of yours. Um, well, closer than any of the other guys had him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that bull fooled everybody, but that thing was ridiculous. Um, His body was I would say, ass. you know, I'm going to have a hard time if there's a 320-inch bull at 20 yards standing sideways broadside to me. And he and we're up there in that, you know, I'm going to have a hard time not letting air out of him. So the last elk I shot here, I was on my horse. It was a foggy morning. We're just tooling through. And there's a there's a, it was the smallest bull I'd shot. But he was bugling. I jumped off my horse, grabbed my rifle out of the scabbard and shot him. It's like, wow. That's the smallest bull that we've seen. No kidding. And I was like, I got caught up in the moment, man. <laughs> That's what... Well, Chasing the experience, So man. I would suspect that this weekend when it's hot and there's low activity, yeah, yeah. that I probably am going to be a little bit more picky because my brain's not going to be going nuts. Um, you fast forward on the 12th or 13th or 14th after my of son's September, wedding. September, yep. And I've just missed three days of hunting or two days of hunting because of my son's wedding. Um, I'm going to be like, so the 11th, we have gift opening at my house. I guess that's a thing. And, um, so you you don't get any gifts, do you? No. So you don't have to be there, (laughs) but uh, the whole family's going to be there. So, but I did get the green light. There are certain rules. Yes. Brad, you gotta live by. And Lindley, here's what Lindley said. Lindley goes, we're doing it from 11 to three. And here's what Lindley said. Lindley goes, then she's looking at, she goes, Brian, you should go out in the morning. And I said, I'll be back. And I go, she goes, if you miss it because you got one dead it's or down or hit, it would be the only reason not to be oh. back. And I was like, wow. she's showing great favor wow. for me. Have you seen those and then John she goes, Wayne then get out of there at 4 yeah. o'clock and go. And I'm like, we can so do, I'm free to go in the yeah. 11. We can do like one of those John Wayne cutouts. We'll just take a great big life size. And we can just set go. it right in the chair for you. Here's what we got. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Martin wow. should fly to town, and he can cover for my ass. He will. He can he's, he's, he's the, him and Noel, they're like governors, right? They just, uh, yeah. So They'll anyway. Do you guys, uh, do you know what's out there right now? Well, it's funny. I was looking at trail cam pictures today, um, right where Dave shot his last year, and and there's, I mean, there's a bunch of. Is that where we're going right away? No, 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 no. There's nothing there that intrigued me. Um, no, I, I, it's kind of like the first twenty-five plays on a football game you haven't called. Yeah. So I have my first four places. So Um, here's what's even worse. It's all. He'll be to my best buddies. But before I drew this tag, my my best – I had two best men in my wedding, Craig Mockles, who I went to college with, and we were roommates, and uh, um, he owns a meat market. My best friend that I grew up with that bow hunted since we were little teeny kids, Troy Sealammer, he would ride the bus home with me, and um, I was with him when he shot his first deer with a bow, and he was with me when I shot my first deer with a bow. His dad died of dementia. This last year, I didn't make the wedding. Brett Miller, who His, was my youngest best you buddy, make the funeral. That I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't make the funeral. Funeral and weddings are the same. Sorry, I don't make either one of them. <laughs> I, oh, you I, just threw me off there. I don't. I, I, I don't sorry, sorry. I don't know. do weddings <laughs> and I don't do funerals. I, I, my wife goes and says Brian said hi. Um, so anyway, um, 
So, and my best buddy, Troy, uh, Brett Miller, who is an advisor and runs our Iowa agencies. Yeah. Everybody knows him. So we decided to schedule a reunion when Troy Sealammer Jerry died about four months ago. And I had a meeting come up, so I had to move it back the week before the draw. So these guys are coming into town the first weekend also. Wow. So I'm like, oh, no, oh, I'm pinched, but they'll understand. I'm going to be doing some hunting. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're totally cool. So okay. we'll have a good time. But I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. But, so, you know, going back to your scripted analogy where, you you know, your coaches will script the first 20 or two, 20 or 25 plays, whatever it is. Your approach is that you go in and you've got this all mapped out in your mind. Well, yeah. I mean, I do. Now, here's the thing. The things have changed a lot. We had a big fire. You know, it's altered. That's right. It's yeah, altered, the, it's yeah. altered the elk up here. Um, where I went, I mean, where I've hunted a ton, um, I just don't know what's in there. I think the elk have moved a little bit. So, we'll, uh, you know, we'll play it by ear. We might, uh, we might okay. move around. Now, Dave shot his when I was sheep hunting. Or something last year. I was gone, and Dave shot his, and he he shot his in a place that we don't usually hunt. So, um, you know, I, we'll see. We got a whole month. It'll be fun. We'll we'll be able to move around, and you know, if you get up high the, in the Quakies, that's kind of neat up there. Um, some of the places that that we hunt traditionally. Well, that's where I'll different. lose my mind if yeah. we're standing in the Aspens, and uh, um, and. Uh, a big bull comes pulling away from his cows or they're all around us and he comes trotting into those aspens out of the heavy timber yeah. and he's standing there like you said i will lose, I'd, I'd probably kill a 300 inch bull i'd be like <laughs> yep that's it that's everything yeah, i ever dreamed 300 inch right bull there. with your bow is yeah. a cool endeavor and a yeah. great feat so yeah, it's true so i'm after the experience more than i am inches i will probably be pretty conservative at the beginning of the season because when it's hot i'm not going to lose my mind over it but and it's going to be hot isn't it it's going to be yeah hot and miserable well actually season. just so you know i just got the, I, I went and looked at the first 14 days yeah the first yeah it's, it sucks it, wow the, i mean my son's gonna have a great wedding it looks like um well, it's supposed to be hot yeah yeah is yeah. it outdoors at yeah Frol it, it's at frolly yeah yeah so wow yeah so nice. so anything else about your setup no, you know what? I, I think I'm set. You know, um, what calls are you going to use? Anything in particular? Yeah, I'm going to use a Hoochie Mama because um, I have one. I always bring a Hoochie Mama. I have a Hoochie Give Mama. it to all the, all the, uh, the, guys all don't the East know River to... guys. Here you go, guys. Yeah, Here's that's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a Hoochie Mama in case I need to go. In case I'm reading the animal and I'm somewhere separate and I'm like, I need to give him a little bit of a squeeze, uh. I will. Um, but traditionally what I do know about calling because I've called in – uh, a lot of coyotes and other animals but what i know about calling is calling too much isn't what you want to do calling too loud isn't what you want to do and when you have somebody that's called and is calling let them call and stay the hell out of their way so when i coyote usually i'm the one that's calling i'm ready to stay the hell out of the way and get in front and the other thing is you don't want to give your location away so that, yeah it's true i'm yeah. the guy with the bow these guys will be behind me Hey, listen, here's what I am. I'm the wide receiver or the tight end like I was in high school. Go ahead and tell me what route to run, and I'll so run that route. <laughs> last year, Jason calls with his 
just his vocal cords. Which is was, amazing. Was he able to do that last year? Because la- I think last he's got to practice a little bit. He's kind of. I. I he was calling behind us, and he called that. We got between the cow yeah. and that bull, and that bull lost his mind. Yeah. So he J- was pissed off. Jason in is unbelievable with his just his voice, and he it, it's killer amazing so that that's always going to be fun i think he'll be up here yeah um, he better be we should we should do a steak dinner on uh, on thursday, thursday night. oh hell yeah i and know it, a butcher shop i'll get some giant and we'll steaks. sit out on my porch and have uh and have steaks and that's how we'll prep well for it. The, the butcher block will sponsor the steaks and speaking <laughs> of sponsors today's this episode sponsor we could bust open some camas um yeah but we could they can have it but i'm i'm on oh he's on the wagon i'm on the wagon until well, the, jason uh, likes yeah michelob ultra anyway that's his camera yeah Lindley and i are uh, not drinking until Perfect. the 19th of we've September. got a great hunt to uh, tell you about today yeah so we are going to uh um we are going to go ahead and let you know that today's episode has been brought to you by alberta mule deer moose whitetail combo RB19703-01. So if you go to Adventures, just put in RB197, as you can tell I'm doing it, 03-04, and it will come up, and it is the Alberta Mule Deer Moose Whitetail. Okay, so this is a unique hunt. We work super hard at finding these. Super hard at finding these type hunts for you. Great opportunity to hunt Alberta moose, whitetail, and or mule deer during the rut in Alberta. This is a 10-day fully guided one-on-one hunt. Should be prepared for moose meat hunt. Um, Moose average 30 to 45 inches. It is a meat hunt. That's what this outfitter would call this. Some people, I will tell you this, when you if you go to this and look at the media, there are some pictures of really good-sized moose in here. Yeah, but you know, 30, 40, that's not that bad. Well, here's the thing, Bleep, when you say that. A 40-inch moose with full big paddles yeah. can score better than a 50-inch moose yeah. with weak paddles. Yeah. And some of these moose have... Uh, good paddles but anyway when maneuvering through this when you go to rollingbones.com you can read all about it here here's the reality non-member price oh we should just do member price eight thousand five hundred dollars if you ever wanted to go kill a moose and have a chance at a good whitetail big big whitetail big whitetail um this is an amazing price this is a true cancellation hunt we don't have these all the time this is somebody else walked away from their deposit, and the outfitter needs to get somebody in camp because he wants to create a profit for himself, which is smart. This is normally a twelve to fourteen thousand dollar hunt. Period. Picture this: if you if you buy preference points, that's twenty. It's preference points to get you into the drawing in Wyoming for a Shiras moose, which is going to be probably yeah, be smaller com- than that yeah i was gonna say if not you got you comparable. got 4200 just in preference points just to get there and the tag's three grand <laughs> so that's just to get you in the door just to get you just, in the door, and you gotta wait 28 you, years and wow. you gotta wait 28 years and then you still might not um a, a draw like you brad like right, right yeah thanks right <laughs> yeah, so just let you know feel good <laughs> so so listen when, when you go to this hunt in the on the uh web okay and by the way 
if I could ask you listeners a favor, share this with somebody, share this podcast episode, because there's so many people where, man, I've never even heard of you before. I never even heard of you. We work so hard at having these opportunities. This outfitter is one of our best outfitters. And like I said, this doesn't happen. And Brad just explained if you're drawing, then click on overview, click on hunt experience. When you go to hunt experience, click on, there's some other dark, darkened things there, menu, physical conditions, and um, and then you can click on adventure options, and it'll take you to adding other species, and it has more pictures there. But anyway, fact of the matter is, this episode has been brought to you by Alberta Mule Deer, Moose, and Whitetail Combo, and it is an amazing opportunity for $8,500. bucks. rb one nine seven zero three dash zero four. This is going to drop Thursday morning, September first, opening day. Of and we are going to. And, and by the way, just so everybody knows, in reference, it's August thirtieth right now when we're doing this. So Bleep wanted to get this hunt out to you from Kelly right now, and we wanted to just do this episode because um, maybe we'll rush another one to you next Tuesday. Because this weekend I've killed a 350-inch <laughs> monster slob bull with my bow, oh shoved an arrow right through both lungs. Field test a new broadhead. So what you know what would interest me is all the listeners, because I'm a cut on contact fixed blade guy. That's as, what I've always used, as I have been all my career. And, and so I'm what big. have you shot your archery elk with? Fixed blade, mechanicals. You know, let us know on one of our uh, emails. That'd yeah, be cool. hello at rbohome.com. I'd kind of like to know, and then which, if you've if you've been using mechanicals, which ones you used and how, how they worked, huh? Well, it's funny because Greg Glessinger uh, actually sent this out um, on his uh, um, thing, uh, to on his on on our podcast but he had sent a thing out on his instagram saying okay um i have an outfitter because he i called him and asked him he goes dude if you like mechanicals i would it's all this is mental game you know it i know it use your mechanicals if that's what you're comfortable with you could punch a hole through them with a uh, with a field point and you're going to kill them as long as you collapse both lungs and i said perfect I, I, I that's what i want to do and then it, it he got on a place that they said no, no go. mechanicals. No mechanicals. So all. then he sent out a thing saying, and if you've not been to his, it's 10X Greg Glessinger. Go to his Instagram. Um, right. And that uh, podcast is going to be coming up real soon. Okay, so that will be coming up real soon, too. Um, That'll it, be after this one, then. But, and he is yeah. a crazy archer. Right. He's killed more 200-inch deer on film than anybody else. Is he using this wreck? broadhead for this he is then, this is yeah, this is, is that's what he's yeah so he's hunting on a killer killer place yeah and he said the same thing he said dude these things are shooting lights yeah out that's what he me. said you know what intrigued me on his uh instagram the other day he had that uh that little fletching thing because i mean we've got what do we have 20 bits and burger jigs yeah i mean we have gobs of them and that intrigues me and I've, I've, how many arrows have you fletched at least I mean, four how easy would it be to just slip that thing on and make that work? I like that. No, I liked a it a lot. Well, the technology. I know. You know, uh, I had a buddy tell me one time, think, and think this thought if you're listening, I had a buddy tell me this one time. If we paid educators and engineers, what we pay politicians and attorneys, think of all the cool shit we would have in our world. And I, I just, you, if you ponder that thought for 10 minutes and we put the money And that pales in comparison of somebody who <laughs> can dribble a basketball or something. Oh, my right? God. This, <laughs> yeah, anyway, let's not even talk about that. So, hey, did I see that uh, Tom Brady is playing again this year? 
Yeah, I think so. He's at another contract. That's crazy. That guy is forever young. He so, went on a vacation yeah. during uh, <laughs> during uh, camp with his wife. <laughs> Came back. Took he said, "Yeah, I I can play without." Yeah. Yeah, summer camp. I'm 42. I don't need to get beat on for another 10 days. <laughs> yeah, just give me the pill. Yeah, let me throw yeah, it. Yeah. You guys do what I tell you. I right? just read that today too. I was that's good for you. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. So I'm um, at 52. So Whoa. anyway, well, hey, we appreciate you uh, plugging in today. Listen, if you have a podcast that you want us to cover or something that you're going, hey, what about this or anything? If you have questions for us, you want to know about outfitters, um, you want to know about hunting areas, just whatever it is, you know, we want to deliver that to you. Just go to, um, you can email us. It's real easy. Hello at rbohome.com. So hello, H-E-L-L-O, at Robert Bravo Oscar. <laughs> Right, R B O. That's correct. Home, as in my home. dot com, and bleep, you get that. Yeah, and if you're uh, driving, um, you know, don't do it right now. But I mean, if you look on your phone, and if you're subscribing through iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, just look right on your phone. Just scroll up a touch. You'll see all the show notes for this episode. There's a link right there with the email on it. Just touch that link and send us the email. Perfect. The other thing. In closing, remember, okay, to go ahead and hashtag us, um, Bone Cave, hashtag Bone Cave 22, or just, if you can't remember 22, just hashtag Bone Cave. We're good with that. And uh, um, and we'll uh, we be would part love of our to, new virtual bone cave. Yeah, be part of our virtual bone cave and our bragging board. And we would love to uh, profile you. And if we'll, we're going to pull some off. We're going to make some prints at the end of the year. We're going to have them up inside the bone cave. And if yours is there, we'll send you something cool if we use yours. So hashtag bone cave uh, or hashtag bone cave 22. And uh, remember, subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. Share this. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere that you can get a podcast, we're there. So let buddies know who we are, what we do, and uh, we sure would appreciate the referral and let them know where we're at. If you're looking for application service or adventure services, we apply in all 50 states. We are the only application service company that applies in all 50 states. For $150 annually, we will get you an application strategy in any state you want. You can talk to us, 1-605-644-8000 or info at rollingrbohome.com. Info at rbohome.com. That will get to Kelly, Lindley, or, um, or Sophie, and they can get in touch with you, and we would love to get you a strategy. Our software is really cool. With a map of the United States, and it shows you every state you're applying in, and it'll show you if you need something or we're waiting on something. It's like a heat map. It, it's super cool. We have proprietary software that can serve you as good as anywhere out there because we want to bring service, access, value, and education. Safe. That's right, safe. And then the last thing before we go, I hate sounding like an infomercial, but this is my favorite. Help. Hunt Expedition Layaway Plan. You call us. We have it right on our software. You go in, figure out what payment you want to do two, three years out. You can you can just put, I want to put $1,000 down, and it'll calculate what your payment is. You get a hold of us. We'll set you up. We'll take that payment. We'll get it booked. 
We'll get you in contact with the outfitter, and you your dream adventure is not as far away as you might think it is. A little planning, a little monthly payment strategy, and you can be on that hunt of a lifetime. So, again, thanks for plugging in today, Brad Dana. It's great having you here. Can't Looking wait forward to, to tonight. To, huh? We are as you're listening to this, our ass is on the mountain. Looking for elk. That's right. Bleep, thanks for doing this, getting out early. We appreciate you. Until next time, be safe, stay healthy. Is it it stay safe, be healthy? Yeah, stay safe, be Be healthy, and happy hunting. (laughs) Happy hunting. Uh